Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Uh, Sid, it was a rough week for you last week. You went directly from the holidays into service. It's been a rough several weeks, but yes, the last week. It's been a long December and there's reason to believe, right? Yeah. That was what I meant by that. That was what I, I was hoping. And I was thinking like, man, I really hope Justin breaks into song right now. And not just at the harmony a little bit. That's how mm-hmm. that's how I do it with Adam when I'm in the right. when I'm in my big beautiful Buick and mm-hmm. Adam Duritz is on the right. It's like me and Adam too. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you play that with Adam Duritz, you'd be like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, no, it was a long week on hospital service. Um I would encourage everybody. <laughs> who hasn't gotten the most recent COVID vaccination to get it. I would encourage you to stay home if you're sick uh, and to consider a COVID test if you have a respiratory illness. Perhaps. Perhaps. And we, have, we, we mandated masking inside our hospital again just in the last few days. Seems, seems uh, a smart Smart thing to do. Yeah. Smart step. So I, this is my way of Dip saying that COVID is happening, uh, along with every other respiratory virus on planet Earth. Okay. Uh, they're all happening right now. So take appropriate measures to keep yourself safe. Um, thank you. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm physically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally. Our hospital was full, y'all. Yeah, full like full. Am- like ambulances showed up and they're like, no, thank you. There's like nowhere to put people full. No, not today. That is that's where I'm coming from. What have you been up to, Justin? Well, Sydney, it's so I'm so lucky that you were on hospital service actually. It worked out great for me because that gave me the opportunity to pursue one of my favorite passions, and that is occasionally researching a sawbones episode. Uh, and specifically researching a Sawbones episode about one of my favorite topic, brands. I, I know you love brands. I do love brands. Um, so what I have prepared for you today, Sydney, mm-hmm. is a bit of a challenge. Uh-oh. Welcome to the den of the Riddle Master, <laughs> me, Justin McElroy. The Riddle Master? Welcome to the den of the Riddle Master. Is that your TM, Riddle Master? TM, Riddle Master. Riddle Master? Uh, Okay. Do you have RiddleMaster.com? I do not have RiddleMaster.com, although that would be a good .com to get. I know. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you about some brand doctors, doctor brands. Mm -hmm. And you are going to – I'm going to need you to tell me if the doctor in question uh, of of the brand's fame 
is a real doctor uh-huh. or not. Can I just preface with that I'm not going to know? It's okay. I researched the whole episode. Okay. You're not supposed to know. All right. It's just sort of a structure, structural okay. mechanism. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not going to know. Because I think it's too often, you know, we see the doctor on there, DR, dot, and you think, this this product knows now, what it's talking about. Okay. Now, when you say, let me just let me just clarify. When you say, is the person that they're naming a real doctor or not, do you mean a real doctor as in they have a doctoral degree in some field? I'm or are you saying medical doctor? I'm saying doctor. So, someone who holds an MD or DO. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That is what you're saying. I'm saying, no, any doctor. Any doctor. Just a doctor. Okay. So Just they can be any doctorate. I would I didn't know if this was a medical, no. you know, but like, is so any sort of doctoral level I would argue doctoral the implication degree. is almost always medical doctor. <laughs> well, if it's a medical product, I do think the implication is that this is someone who has studied medicine. Okay. Yes. I do think that's fair. Okay. Perfect. Well, let's get right into the medical products that have doctor in the brand, and you're going to tell me if this is a real doctor or a fake doctor. Okay. Uh, Dr. Pepper. I I feel like I've looked into this, but I love Dr. Pepper in case I haven't said that before. I love Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Diet Dr. Pepper is my yeah. favorite. It's just one of my favorite things on a, earth. You've done a, we've talked about this on South Bones before. We have. About that one time when the ophthalmologist looked in my eyes and said, I can tell you like Dr. Pepper. No, about Dr. Pepper. Oh. No, it's not. Uh, no, <laughs> Dr. Pepper was is a real doctor. There's a real Dr. Pepper. He was in no way affiliated with the creation of Dr. Pepper. As we talked about last time, uh, this is a long time ago when we did our, did our soda medicine episode. Obviously, I don't remember. Yeah, many years. It was just a small part. It wasn't a whole episode. It was just a, a brief mention. I only found it because I was searching back through all your notes. But um, Dr. Pepper, uh, the drink, right. was invented supposedly by Charles Alderton. He was a young pharmacist working uh, in a store, and he is the uh, in a in a pharmacy. Obviously, he uh, loved to go in to the the drugstore and mix up medicine for people. He would mm-hmm. go and like uh, make different concoctions for people. He loved to experiment with different beverages. Um, so he would, uh, <laughs> in his spare time, you know, mix up these carbonated drinks. He loved the way it smelled in the drugstore. He loved the smell of it, and he wanted to make a drink that tasted. Like the drugstore smelled, right? I uh, I can understand why they didn't go with that as like the marketing campaign. <laughs> have you always have you always wanted a drink that tastes like a drugstore smells? This drink tastes like a drugstore smells. Yes, that is because that's a wide that's a wide array. If you consider that, like a, a drugstore by drugstore, we mean like pharmacy, and there are pharmacies that freestand freestanding pharmacies are also pharmacies like inside of grocery stores and mm-hmm. like Walmart and places like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a wide variety of smells. Yes. Uh so he he mixed up the different soda fruit syrups, right? Right. The t- the supposed, you know, 32 flavors that make up uh or 30 no 31 is Baskin. Yeah. 23 flavors is as a uh, Dr. Pepper. But uh the flavors that make up the drink he Tried a lot of different experiments, and he finally came up with a mix that he liked, Dr. Pepper, that we uh, enjoy today. Now, Dr. Pepper was born in Big Spring, Virginia, uh, on December 3rd in mm-hmm. 18th. You know, the, people, the, the inferior Virginia. Sorry. Wow. It's the truth. Wow, Sydney. I'm just – we're from West Virginia. Wow. So like, listen, um, we get enough, you know, smack talk. 
here in West Virginia, mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw a little shade Virginia's way. And yeah. all I said is that we're the better Virginia. You're just saying, all you're saying is best Virginia. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Come uh, for me, Virginians. Come on, Virginians. Come for me. Okay. The real Dr. Pepper was Dr. Charles T. Pepper, which is fun to say. If mm-hmm. you haven't tried it out loud at home, I would encourage you now. I'll give you a moment. There you go. See, it's fun. Charles T. Pepper was born in Virginia in 1830. Uh, he was a uh, Confederate uh, surgeon during the American Civil War. Oh, you know, he probably mm-hmm. he's not the worst one we'll encounter today. Yeah, uh, this, this is why we're the best Virginia. There you go. Uh, we see. Okay, uh, he practiced <laughs> college in Virginia. Now he, after that, he opened a drugstore. So the popular story is that the, the he ran this drugstore. Alderton worked at Pepper's Drugstore, then moved to his his new drugstore where Dr. Pepper Morrison's, where Dr. Pepper was actually invented. Um, that might be true. <laughs> it, there is not a lot of evidence for it. It might be true. The other thing, and this is probably, probably the most common that's known anecdotally, is that Charles T. Pepper was a surgeon who had a daughter named Ruth, who Charles, uh, who the who Alderton wanted to impress, uh, the Charles Alderton wanted to impress, uh, and so he named his drink Dr Pepper as a a way to honor uh, her her dad as like kind of a way to win his his favor. Did like, it work? Hey, um, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know if he got to marry Ruth. So here's the wild thing about this: the Dr Pepper Museum, and yes, Sydney, there is a Dr Pepper Museum. We uh, have got to visit. Uh, I think at our first uh, possible opportunity. It's in Waco, Texas, mm. where it was invented. Um, the Dr. Pepper Museum has no fewer than 12 different versions of why it is called Dr. Pepper. Almost all of them have to do with Charles Pepper, so we're pretty sure and we about know, that. And we know for sure this was a real human. Documented existed. Human. Documented yeah. existed. Got what it. is possible is that Dr. Pepper was actually a ripoff of Charles Alderton's original formula. And someone else had worked for Dr. Pepper and called it Dr. Pepper. That is another mm. possibility. Uh, but we don't. We do not know. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know the truth. We'll never know. We might know. I mean, we might at some point. Can know. I say, if you were ever trying to impress me would, in, by naming something after my dad, I would suggest instead name it after me. I would prefer you to name it after me. Well, Ruth's drink, while... Uh, punchy, I don't think has the, quite the the same historical staying powers. Dr. That's the same history as remember when Pepsi was Brad's drink. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd, you'd get that. So that is the real Dr. Pepper. Uh, we don't know why exactly it's named after him, except for we know he didn't make it. <laughs> so that's Dr. Pepper. Um, I got a few more. Okay, Dr. Pops. That's what with are, a Z. What's Dr. Pops? What is that? What? P-O-P-Z is the name? That's not a person. Sorry. Uh, it's P-O, Dr. Pops. That is sold at Giant Eagle. It tastes somewhat like uh, Dr. Pepper. Well, this is a soda. Mm-hmm. So do you think Dr. Pops with a Z? And Dr. Is Pops is not real. What about Dr. Slice? I mean, we know a slice, but I don't think he made a soda. Okay. What about, now this one's tough for Dr. Thunder. <laughs> no. Dr. Thunder is the, that's the Sam's Club one, right? Yeah. Can I tell you my one of my favorite things is that Dr. Pepper, one of the knockoffs of Dr. Pepper is Dr. Thunder, and there is a knockoff of Dr. Thunder called Texas Lightning. And that's great. 
That's I great. Li- well, I like it because it has nothing. Texas Lightning has nothing to do, except for, I guess, the original Dr. Pepper is from Waco, Texas. So yes. I guess there's some some roundabout connection. But Texas Lightning is the derivative of the derivative. Um, the, also, Mr. Pibb. I assume there's no Mr. Pibb. I know we. I know he's not a doctor. I know we are only talking about doctors. Maybe uh, Mr. Pibb was a surgeon, perhaps. Right. Then, then <laughs> maybe we'd get him on here. But no, um, sorry. Uh, uh, there's a soda stream offering. Dr. Pete, is he a real doctor? The, no. What about Dr. Bob? Is this a soda? It tastes kind of like Dr. Pepper. So these are all sodas? Yeah. No. Mm, fair. Correct. They're yes. all just ripoffs of Dr. Pepper, yes. which was named for a man who did not invent it. That That is true. Uh, probably. Also, there is a, a a line of uh, stores, Econo Foods and Buy Right Supermarket. <laughs> Their knockoff was called Doctor. <laughs> okay. It's just called Doctor. Like you can probably, me might be able to find that. Well, uh, you couldn't call it the Doctor because now we've pulled in Doctor Who and over in the uh, getting a little more medical here. Okay. Over in the field of deodorant. <laughs> than soda. Yeah. yeah, a little more medical than soda. Uh, we're going to head over to the field of uh, deodorant with Dr. Squatch. Is Dr. Squatch a real doctor? Squatch? Yeah. S-Q-U-A-T-C-H? Yes. Squatch? Yeah, Dr. Squatch. Oh, man. My my inclination is no. It does not sound like a, I've certainly never heard the last name, mm-hmm. the surname, if you will, Squatch. Uh, but where would you come up with that if it wasn't? someone's name yes uh no he is is a sasquatch (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know that's very progressive of you that you you think a sasquatch could be a doctor if you had said dr sasquatch i would have said no well honey that's not his name okay (laughs) his name is dr squatch and he sells deodorant Mm. uh is it good deodorant like does it work well uh i don't know i don't i don't advertise for deodorants that don't pay me money (laughs) <laughs> Doc Martens Oh I I'm gonna guess they are Named for a doctor Yes Yeah ah! Just about Actually uh, Klaus Klaus Mertens Was a doctor In the German army During World War II Oh what? Yeah, that's a that's a Nazi. Um, so yeah, you say German army during World War II. So yeah, you mean he was a Nazi? He is a Nazi. Oh man! And then oh, by the way, if you if you search online as I did to research this, you will find many uh, people <laughs> trying to make a semantic distinction between someone that served in the German army and someone who was a Nazi. And for my money, I'm sorry. That's a Nazi. You can argue about it if you want. Uh, you can try to get technical if you want. I know not everybody joined the German army for the same reasons, but I'm sorry, Frank. Well, but if you're, I mean, if you're on a team and the yeah, guy to the team. left of you on the team is a Nazi and the guy to the right to you on the team is a Nazi, then yeah, and I mean, the guy in Nazi. front of you is Hitler. Then you're uh, like, <laughs> that's a Nazi. That's yeah, that's, that's kind of Nazi. That. No, oh man, so like Doc Martens have been named for a Nazi this whole time. Well, yeah, uh, they have been named for a Nazi this whole time. So he is there a big? Inter- I need to know. Are there a lot of people who like fret about this on the internet and like, or is there any movement to like maybe we should name him after somebody else? Um, I'm just learning this, and I I don't know if I currently own any Doc Martens. I have owned them in the 
I have worn them. I've been known to wear them in the past. Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, okay. So this is the interesting thing about it. Okay. So Doc Martens uh, was a doctor in the German army during World War II. He hurt his ankle uh, in 45 and he found that the boots that he had were uh, not comfortable on his foot. So he designed changes for the boots that would be more accommodating for his um, his his injury. Uh, he made uh, he found tires and made the uh, the the bottoms of right. them and made them out of soft leather. And then the war ended, and the Germans started looting valuables from their cities. And Mertens took leather from a cobbler's shop and made the first pair of Doc Martens, which well, would be. A very interesting, perhaps even quaint story where he's not a Nazi, but here we are. This is rough. It's rough, but you've done it to me enough times, Sydney. This is what I it know. feels like to have history thrown in your face like a cold shower. Man, that's rough. That's I mean, I didn't know this about Doc Martens. So I feel like I I feel like in this day and age there would be some sort of outcry to rename them. I it's it surprises me there isn't some sort of like, hey guys, we love your shoes. Could you name them after someone else and not memorialize a Nazi? I don't know. That's weird to me that it hasn't it that there isn't like a movement to yeah. to do that. So he got into business, um, didn't have a lot of luck, teamed up with a friend named Herbert Funk in Munich in 47. And uh they they went into business making the shoes and then a business in the UK, completely separate, bought the license to sell them in the UK. They're the ones that changed the um, – his name is actually Mertens, and it's mm -hmm. an A with an umlaut yeah. above it, which they changed to Doc Martens just to simplify. simplify. It. Yeah. But, uh, still. But here's what gets weird about it. So Doc Martens – I mean, it's gets, already weird. Yeah. Th this gets more into like fashion and stuff, but like basically the boots become separate from any association with Mertens, become a symbol of like – working class people and they're simultaneously adopted by like a lot of skinheads, right? So there's like almost a clash for the symbology of the shoe. And the working class people, a lot of them wearing Doc Martens, uh, you then it then becomes like a mod sixties like counterculture thing. Like uh Pete Townsend started wearing Doc Martens and uh -huh. it became like a, a thing in that in that scene. So it's always had a weird like association with like some skinhead, some punk, some whatever. So there, this this history has always been really complicated. I, as far well, as I, I could mean, tell, and I don't know, but it, it's not money that you spend on Doc Martens is not going to. You know, right, right. No, I know, I know what you're saying. Still, it's, it's just the, it's the, it's the history. Well, and it's know. even weirder because, like, when I, like I said, I don't think I own any currently, but I did at one point in my life have a pair of Doc Martens. And I bought them because I was a theater kid who wasn't straight was kind of that's where that was the demo that I fit into. So, like, I, that's a weird mix of I don't know. I, this is not my campaign to change the name of Doc Martens. I'm not saying that. I guess I'm just surprised there isn't some sort of, you know, like, I feel like we're at that point where we're trying to recognize that we could still wear these shoes, but maybe we don't need to constantly remember somebody who was a a bad dude uh, like yeah you know what i mean like yeah. aren't we moving into that kind of era i don't know it's tough i don't know I'm, how to feel about it i don't I'm, know how to feel about any of this i'm so i'm so out of my depth uh with with, with regards to this topic i bring it to you 
just to tell you that um, Doc Martens was in the German army in my in my book that makes him a Nazi. That's my, that's where I'm at. Wow, wow, yeah. this is this was um, shocking, and I mean, but, I, I don't I don't know how to feel, and you're going to need to give me a minute to assess that. Well, while you're taking that minute, let's head on over to the building department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got at two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. 
Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it. But you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us. And I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature, and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. Is a doctor. Has an honorary doctorate. Okay. Was not a doctor when he began calling himself Dr. Dre. But then somebody granted him an honorary doctorate? Uh, yes, exactly. That is exactly what happened. Sydney, this one, this one's challenging to me personally. More challenging than the Nazi that made Doc Martens? Uh, no, not more challenging than that. Dr. Teal. Now, Dr. Teal, what, what line of products... They're the Epsom salts. The Epsom you can salts. That's what it is. Okay, I'm trying. Right? I know. I'm sitting there thinking it's something in a bathroom. What is the Dr. Teal label on? Yes. Um. You know that you can envision the blue bottle. We've yeah, had like I can the blue see the, bottle, and they, they yes, make a lot of like. I can, I can see the bag of Epsom salts now that you say that. No. Okay, Sid. I'm going to come clean here. I have no clue. Well, that was disappointing. It's not disappointing because here's what's weird. I looked. Everywhere. I mean everywhere. Nobody knows if Dr. Teal is a doctor or just somebody who is made up. I decided to tap into my journalistic experience <laughs> and I actually tracked down a press contact for PDC Brands, the company that owns Dr. Teal. And you and asked I, them? And I emailed and I was like, this is not a gotcha I'm not out to get anybody. I don't oh, really care what the answer is. they didn't believe that at all. <laughs> right. It does say misguided medicine in the name of the podcast, which worried me a little bit. So I just typed sawbones. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm like, you know, I, this is really easy. Just, is Dr. Teal like a real doctor? And I got a response back. And they said, this is a unique inquiry. So we're requesting some feedback internally before reaching back out. They don't know. So you don't know. So just say you don't know, Dr. Teal. You now, don't you're know. Ne- you know you're never going to get another email, right? I mean, you say that now, but... They are never sending... That was it. They are never I, sending another email. I will... I I told them that I know it was a short lead time because, honestly, it's a podcast. It's what you want. I'm trying my best. It's not real journalism. But I told them my, that if My they, wife was too busy in the hospital to research an episode, and I'm if, trying. If they clarify for me, I will happily update. So I will I will reach remind me, listeners, I will continue to uh bring the fourth estate uh to bear. 
her doctor <laughs> just deal. Trying to figure I, out if my doctor I know, deal but like, if, if they did think it was a gotcha and they took like two seconds to Google us, they're never going to tell us. Like, they're going to see that I'm I'm sitting here holding a water bottle with our sticker on it that says yeah. "Cure Alls, Cure Nothing." Yeah, but it's just Epsom salt, which I bet. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I I don't know. They make Epsom salt. I would just like to know if Doctor Teal's a doctor. Well, yeah, we haven't we haven't ever done. I don't think we've ever done an episode on Epsom salts. Um, Be a great but opportunity. I, I will, yeah, no, we we should. I would and love to get Doctor Teal on the show if the, he is a <laughs> he or a person that exists or a she or anybody. If Doctor Teal exists, I would love to have the entity Doctor Teal on our podcast. I'm guessing there isn't a Doctor Teal, but I I will say that I have I have observed there are some people who kind of use Epsom salts as a bit of a cure all. I think sure. Um, now I have not done all the research to know the whole history of it, but maybe maybe I could do that and uncover it and see if I can find out anything to corroborate any sort of story about Dr. Teal. Uh, real quick, would love to talk to you about Dr. Stephanie. I don't know who Dr. Stephanie Dr. is. Dr. Stephanie makes a line of different um, nutritional... Uh, if you, Actually, if you would do me a quick search on there so you can help me to clarify the kind of products that Dr. Stephanie my my makes. My immediate... Without even looking this up yet, I'm Googling as we speak, but without even doing it, my immediate thought is that this is... A real person. Um, DrStephanie's.com? I mean, probably. Is that is that I daily mean, supplements know. for, oh, yeah. like Sugar Down? Yeah, like what is Sugar Down gummies. Blood sugar 24 hours. Is that what, am I on the right thing? Yeah, that's Dr. I Stephanie. I mean, there's a lady standing here, Dr. Stephanie Redman, board yeah. certified doctor of pharmacy. Okay, so you're cheating because I told you to just look at the products Sorry. and then you looked well, on our website, so that was a cheat. Okay, that was a cheat. History will remember. Now, did you hear me, though, as I was looking, say my suspicion is that it really is a person? Yes, that's correct. I just wanted to ask you real quick, is that a like what's a doctor of pharmacy? That's kind of why this is oh, in here. Oh, man. Let me tell you, you're going to make so many pharmacists mad. Of course, you can have a doctor in pharmacy. No, I didn't say you can't. I'm okay. just asking what a doctor in pharmacy is. It's just achieving a doctoral level degree. In would the that field person of pharmacy. in day to day still work as a pharmacist, or would they be like a researcher, or what? It depends. I mean, you could go into clinical pharmacy. You could work in a in a pharmacy. You could. Um, there is a doctor of pharmacy who works on my hospital team, mm -hmm. and she like works with us in the hospital to monitor drugs that patients are getting within the hospital, and you know, dose antibiotics and TPN and all kinds of things like that. So, like all the different. I mean, certainly you could be a researcher too. Work for a pharmaceutical company, perhaps, or I mean, there's lots of different kind of pathways that you could go. But yes, you can definitely achieve a doctoral level degree in in pharmacy, which would make you, you know, capable of creating a medicine, I suppose. Yeah. But that is in no way an endorsement of whatever. I just feel like of whatever the doctors, Dr. Stephanie Redmond, board certified doctor of pharmacy, is is selling here. I don't know what these are. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was just wanting – that was just a way for me to ask about being a doctor of pharmacy uh, uh, because I had never heard of it before. So I wanted yes, to be smart. Yes, it is, it, is it is a real thing. Of Doc course. Yes. Uh, Dr. Brown. Wait, I'm still looking at okay. – this one is called Men's Romance Maximum Support. Yeah. Do you want to buy Dr. Stephanie's Men's Romance? So when you see a big box show up. What about um, there's a nerve? Oh, it's cheaper in bulk. Men's hair gummies. You don't need that. You've got so much hair. You've got hair to spare. 
that wasn't necessarily a compliment. Um, I meant we, on your head. I know. I meant on your head. Still. You know, so like, I just mean you've got you a, lot a lot of hair. Of, a lot you're of just, hair. I love not your hair. Nice. Oh, there we go. Now we're in compliment land. Yeah, I love your hair. Yeah, I wish lo- I wish I had. Both hair is not necessarily a compliment. Well, you've got thick, full, lustrous. curly, lustrous hair. Dr. I wish Brown. I had your hair. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. No, that's a character. Oh, are we asking if the character? I'm asking if Doc Brown is a doctor. The character Doc Brown. Uh-huh. Within the, within the world of the movie. Of what movie? Of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, but what about Dr. Brown? Dr. Brown makes baby bottles. Dr. Brown makes oh. the, the baby bottles everybody loves. Everybody loves the baby bottles made by Dr. Brown. We didn't get those. No. He, I think Dr. Brown's uh, uh, thing maybe is, was after our time. But have you heard of Dr. Brown? A lot of people use the Dr. Brown baby bottles. I'm going to say yes. This is a pediatrician. That's a guess. I have no idea. Correct. Uh, Dr. Craig Brown is a real person. In fact, you can go uh, see Doc Brown if you live around – how quaint is it? Shelbyville? The monorail and Dr. Craig Brown are both more kind of Shelbyville ideas. <laughs> uh, Doc Brown, uh, this this he came by honest. Uh, this is a quote from uh, an in, an interview with him when he started practicing at SBL Sullivan and Shelbyville Clinics. Our second child literally screamed 20 hours a day. It wasn't typical colic. It was a full-blown bloody scream. Uh, that was in 88 when Doc Brown was fresh out of residency and working as a family practice physician. He's a family doctor, Aww. just like you. Uh, he uh, and his wife, Christy, tried everything to soothe their son, uh, including multiple visits to eliminate medical issues. What he noticed was that, the, this, is, this is a quote, that's when the mad scientist in me came out. What I noticed when I was feeding him led me to start drilling holes in his brother's own baby bottles. So there, basically there was air getting into the milk, and Dr. Brown decided to just start drilling holes in baby bottles until he figured it out. And he managed to uh, find a, a bottle that actually, like, managed to treat the the problem and help with the problem. And he's help with still, gassiness. Yeah, so he's still out there. Designing bottles, um, making products. He runs the company while he is a doctor, and um, they have a uh, a, a growing business. Yeah, and he's still a practicing family physician. He's been in the medical field for over thirty seven years. Well, uh, that is very different than when you said that. I immediately googled Doctor Craig Brown. Mm-hmm. That's what you said his name is, right? Yeah. And I got drcraigbrown.com, dot com, which is uh expansive medicine mm. um expansive holistic health and there's like a picture of him on the front page here like doing a really high kick cool like look at him whoa look at that guy yo the dr craig brown website is good that's yeah. a good website i plan on perusing that later He's at my got leisure a, this is a six million dollar man plan that he can walk you through so that's dr brown i have uh sorry real quick uh one more to to get to. Okay. Um, uh, and this is about Doc Brown. Dr. Brown. The from from Back to the Future. The Another one. The this this is a soda. Soda Dr. Brown. You've probably seen it in delis. It's very common in New York delis. And some I've never seen the soda Dr. Brown. You've never seen the soda Dr. Brown? No. Well, have you seen the person Dr. Brown? No. No, there isn't one. That's right. There's not ah, one. Ah, I got it. Uh, it seems to be just legend at this point. It's unclear whether or not there's a Dr. Brown at all. 
Uh, his first product was selling uh, uh, celery. It was a I've heard of that. celery soda. We, yeah, I think we've talked about that. Yeah, he started selling it in the early 1900s. And we've, I think we listened to the proof episode about celery. Did we listen to that too? There was a, there was a big celery trend. We did a, a thing. We, we talked a about it episode. on the episode. Anyway, yeah, celery episode. soda was the, do, the, the big Dr. Brown thing. Um, he, uh, it is still sold as celery under the name of Dr. Brown. Uh, it is uh, not. Um, so celery is Dr. Brown? Celery is made by Dr. Brown. Yep. Oh, so is Dr. Brown the company? Yes. Okay. D- do they make a different soda that's just called Dr. Brown? Dr. Brown is the brand. So they make uh, several different sodas. I think there's some different like seltzer type things. Like gotcha. That. Okay. Okay. I've heard of Celery. I didn't know that the maker was Dr. Brown. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there may have been a Dr. Brown. There may not have been Dr. Brown, but it doesn't seem very clear, which probably not. Uh, okay. This is the last one. And I was, I, I was just I was just tickled to death about this. Uh, Dr. Bronner. You know Dr. Bronner? The soap. Yeah, the soap. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Bronner. Mm, yes. Is a doctor. Is an actual doctor who made soap. <laughs> yep. He's a doctor. He's an actual doctor who makes soap. Really? Yeah. What doctor of what? Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> I should have been more clear. He's an actual person who makes soap. Not a doctor. No, you, you it was incorrect. Oh. Uh, Emmanuel Theodore Bronner. His original name was uh, Emmanuel Heilbronner, but he dropped that in 29 because of the associations of Heil with gotcha. Nazism. Yeah, got so, it. Okay. Uh, oh, his, so really two ends of the spectrum here with the creators on this That's why he's episode. at the end. That's why yeah. he's at the end. Uh, his parents, uh, he begged them to immigrate to the U.S. because he saw the Holocaust coming, mm-hmm. and, but they – both uh, died in the Holocaust. Oh. Yeah. So he continued their sort of legacy making soap. Uh, but his soap, he always did it his sort of own way uh, in this, uh, in, the, in the soap biz. Uh, specifically on, he would, he did everything. Uh, he made pure Castile soap, which I don't know enough about soap, but that's sort of their, uh, their main product. But if you could, Sid, Look up a Dr. Bronner. Just type in Dr. Bronner label. B-R-O-N-N-E-R. Yep. And see if you can find some text. And I'll tell you some too. Because Dr. Bronner's labels have been basically uh, extremely similar. Oh my goodness. For many, many decades. There's so much text on there. He has used, for decades, Dr. Bronner's has used the entirety of his labels to espouse his moral philosophy and his moral teachings. Uh, Dr. Bronner's fifth cosmic principle. Yep. Treat earth like home. Cosmic principle six. No, wait. Now, I should mention that cosmic principle. uh, They use uh, a ton of solar energy. Almost everything they use is recyclable. They're moving towards the goal at Dr. Bronner of of becoming uh, 100% carbon neutral. Here are the moral ABCs. That's is the name of Dr. Bronner's philosophy, the moral ABC of astronomy's eternal all-one-God faith unites the human race. When we teach, these are just directly from this label of soap. Imagine you pick up a label of soap and this is what you read. When we teach the, oh, uh, I should say thanks to us slow with two W's dot CO uh, for for reprinting some of this uh, text. When we teach the moral ABC, all mankind is united, brave, strong, just, free. 
for the future will be better when we are better. Times will change when we change. Conditions will improve when we improve. And if you and I cooperate by full truth to accomplish them, still on your soap label, you read, we're all sisters and brothers. You and I here and now today, not them nor they, you and I today. First, if I'm not for me, who am I? Nobody. Second, yet, if I'm only for me, what am I? Nothing. Third, if not now, when? Unite we must. Have courage and smile, my friend. Think and act 10 years ahead. Teach the moral ABC that unites all mankind free, instantly six billion strong, and we're all one. Balanced food for body, mind, soul, spirit is our medicine. Mm. Self-discipline is the key to freedom. Breathe deeply. Repetition is the key to knowledge. Uh that's uh, a that's a wild soap label. It is uh, not like any soap label I've ever seen. Uh, there's one uh, that reads, "To keep my health, this is life's goal." It says, "To keep my health, to do my work, to love, to live, to see it, I gain and grow and give and give. Never to look behind me for an hour. Never to wait in weakness nor walk in power. Always working, searching for more truth, more light. Always speaking." Fighting for what I found good and right. That is, uh, Dr. Bronner, has uh, his company continues to uh, have the label to teach like that we're all one and that we should all take care of each other. And they have put those practices into use um, throughout their business. And it's just the one thing about it is that he's not, he's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. But – if seems, anything, he's, he doesn't he's have a doctor. He's not a doctor, but he seems to have gotten something uh, uh, more true and healing than a lot of these doctors have. Oh, so yeah. oh, you think so? The moral ABCs, I feel like. So you think you could just tack that like kind of just, honorific on there? I feel like if you really, I think the point of this episode, if you really deserve it, you should be allowed to be a doctor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and is it, really deserve it is Justin decides. It's an affectionate. You decide who I really deserves I it. That's dictated by Justin. I didn't know there was a doctorate where sort of an affectionate doctorate where if you're just such a chill dude, no one gets upset about it. This is not – I did not realize that. Um, but it seems like it seems like a good egg. I well, mean that – yeah, it seems like a good guy. I don't I don't know. He's no longer with us, but he seems like a good guy. Yeah, dude. he seems like he was a good guy. Um, And I mean is it good soap? I don't know. I've never used it. I don't know, but their website is great. Hey, if listen. You wanna, if you want to head over to their website, it is absolutely Does it get you clean? Does it get you clean? Because that's good soap by my – that's in my book. Does it get you clean? And that's – that. hey, like, listen, that's a really low bar, okay? <laughs> so people have done a lot of messed up stuff, okay? Honestly, I also – like, it also can't have any sense of any kind right. for me because mm-hmm. then it, then my allergies are just going to be a mess all day. And my and skin's going to itch. And if it said proudly tested mm-hmm. on animals in the most cruel okay, way possible. Okay, well, no, obviously no. I wouldn't want soap like okay. that. I just mean like – Thank you. I just mean it doesn't have to be fancy – as long as it's unscented and no, of course not tested. Sydney <laughs> cruelly on animals and gets uh, you clean. The final, uh, our final doctor. Okay, is Doctor Scholes. And it, here's the thing, Sid. I want to be honest with you because, as I told you, that I was going to say this at the end of the episode. Um, the truth is, I don't know if Doctor Scholes is a doctor. And you don't know if Dr. Schultz is the doctor. And as far as I could find in any document, no one alive knows if Dr. Schultz was a doctor. (laughs) 
And I was hoping that you would look into that for the next episode of Salt Bones. All right. Next episode, I'll see if I can crack the case. Okay. And I will let you all know if I hear anything about Dr. Teal. Hey, you know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to leverage the power of our listeners right now and say that if anybody out there listening already knows the answer to this question, you don't need to look it up. You don't need to go research it. I'm going to do that part. But if you just happen to know this off the top of your head. And nobody does. Trust me. You can email us. Sorry, Sydney. And tell me, because I'm the one who reads the emails. That comes to me. All right. I'm the email checker. And then, and I will credit you. I mean, if you give me permission to. If you already know, please don't do don't. any research. Nobody knows. Please don't do any research. Sydney does her. not believe me. She does not and have a lot of faith in What's our email, Justin? What's our email? Sawbones at MaximumFun.org. Thank you. That's us. Uh, thanks to taxpayers for the use of their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you, my friend, for listening. We so much appreciate you being there. Sorry about the long absence since our last episode, but... Uh, we are going, our aim is to be more consistent. That's our 2024 yes. goal. We will see how it goes. If it's any consolation to you, our beloved listeners, uh, we are not like marathoning, <laughs> marathoning no. a Squid Game the Challenge and and no, uh, I, I, know, I, I we, we will be more diligent. It was a it was between there were a lot of personal and work and things and I've not all. Not all fun, but um, and part of it's just the holiday there. Yeah, but know, we stuff. are. Um, and I was sad to not be doing this regularly because I love making this show and sharing it with all of you. So yeah. that is going to do it for us. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.